Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Body Rappers, Angelo Luzio is happy to be the sponsor of this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Rappers, Angelo Luzio is known for its fine, total stretch tights and Angelo Luzio shoes and has Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, as its spokesperson and designer for the Tyler Peck Designs for Premiere. It takes a dancer who lives in a leotard eight hours a day to know what is best in a leotard, so Tyler's original leotard fits perfectly. Our ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and our beautiful move well with the body and won't ride up in the back. September means back to school and dance classes. Body Rappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance that include ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angelo Luzio shoes. You may view all of their products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Rappers, go to dancewearcorner.com. This episode is brought to you by the Vail Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined by New York City Ballet soloist Unity Phelan. Born in Princeton, New Jersey, Unity began her training at the age of five at Princeton Ballet School. In 2008 and 2009, she attended the School of American Ballet for the summer, becoming a year-round student in the fall of 2009. In December 2012, she was asked to become an apprentice with the New York City Ballet and was promoted to soloist just this past February. Today we talk with Unity from the Vail Dance Festival back in August. We discuss her quick rise through the ranks at New York City Ballet, being selected to dance a principal role in a new ballet at just 20 years old, and the role Vail Dance Festival plays in her development as an artist. Thank you so much for joining us today, Unity. I know you had a hard rehearsal day and Did, but you're busy. But always busy in Vail. Yeah. <laughs> you really only have a couple hours to yourself. And, and you're spending one of them with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. So um, we just wanted to get started, you know, at the beginning uh, to hear a little bit about what first interested you in ballet. What was your first exposure and how did you get into it? Uh, my sister. I feel like that's everyone's answer to that question or a lot of people I've known. A lot of people know that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my sister did it and 
I wanted to do it directly thereafter. And I also really loved cross country at the time, like all through middle school. And when I was 13, I auditioned for SAB Summer because my teachers had seen some sort of natural ability in me. And I got in and I was like, I, it's, it's a fun five week program. Uh-huh. Like I'll be in New York City. It'd be great. And I went to the program and I fell in love with the kind of technique at right. SAB and the freedom it gave me and all of that. So after that, my whole direction of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do changed. And then from that, then on, it was kind of history. The next year I went for the year and oh, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that before you were exposed to Balanchine or SAB was where you... SAB was where I was exposed initially to Balanchine. Um, the first ballet... I remember seeing in New York City was actually Janie Taylor in Serenade, Dancing the Waltz Girl. And that was the first ballet on the program that I saw. It was like a weird summer program where the company's season went longer or they had the dancer's choice thing Uh happening. So I was like, I'm going to just go to this program. It'll be fun. I went with a couple of my friends and like the curtain went up on Serenade. And I was like, I want to do that exact thing. Like, that's all I want to do. And I've told Janie the story and she laughs now because she's like, ha ha, look at you now, you're doing it. But um, it's, that really was, that summer completely like enlightened me into the world of Balanchine and ballet and like the fact that it could actually be a life that I Mm -hmm. could live. Janie was my first show too. Because I I came and there was an overlap like that too. And um, they were doing Midsummer and Janie was Butterfly. But she was like a baby. Yeah. I don't even know if she was a soloist yet. Wow. Um, Yeah. No, I was was like complete. I mean, the curtain goes up in Serenade. And if you don't like gasp, then I don't think you have a heart. Because that's like incredible. Mm -hmm. And that ballet in general is just like... Like the shrine of Balanchine to me. It's so beautiful. It's so true. So was classical ballet always kind of on your radar or did you do other styles, other disciplines? I mostly did only classical ballet. I did Mm -hmm. like some character that I had to do in my class um, at my school and a little bit of modern, but it was like ABT Vaganova training. So I like did the whole nine yards. Like if you think about classical, classical ballet, that's what I did. And then I went to SAB and they were like, okay, break down all those walls. Right. (laughs) Right. It's not what we do here, but I mean, it still is to a level. We've been talking about that. We've been teaching masterclasses the past two days here. And that's one thing that we like to do is kind of be like, okay, if you've learned the very classical training, like let's learn something new and that Mm -hmm. balancing, like breaking it down and that it, can be really fun. I mean, we learn the same way too. No, that's not really classical. I, I like to teach in the summers at my old studio that I grew up in mm-hmm. because they have great teachers from ABT and like Pennsylvania Ballet come and teach. Right. And I come in and I'm like, okay, I know you guys have been doing this for five weeks, but I just want you to have fun. This is not about trying to be strict. I don't want, if you want to turn from a bent back leg, like that's fine. I just want you to like be free and feel like you can turn from a straight back leg and you can like throw your arms a little bit and like drag out a tondu, like do something a little different. And that's like all that I really try to impart in my one day because I'm like, Ballet can be really fun, I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do yeah. too. I feel like I feel like that's the essence of yeah. that balancing. So before you said just when you sat down, you mm-hmm. said that this microphone that you're speaking mm-hmm. to right now brings you back to your singing days. So yeah. what about that? Can you um I I mean in kindergarten through eighth grade I had music class mm-hmm. and 
it was at that point in the school that I went to, it was a charter school. It was a choir. So it wasn't like instruments. We did recorder in fourth grade and that was a big deal. And it, all of our parents obviously hated it because you're oh, practicing yeah. recorder at night and no one really wants to listen to that. Yeah. But it was, we all did like our class choir and mm-hmm. we'd have a concert every year. So I started singing through that and I went on to like go to the American Boy Choir School summer intensive for choir singing and went on to do a lot of like singing camps and I like really did that for a long time had like vocal training had all of it because my teacher was like you should really try to like do this my sister went to Tisch for musical theater like she actually did that um so I did that for a really long time and then I went to SAB and just had it haven't since (laughs) except to the shower so the microphone reminds me of like yeah. Having to be very close to the microphone to like <laughs> not like belt yourself singing when you have, have a solo. Yeah. So it brought me back to those days. I haven't seen a microphone in a really long time. Just maybe slap a black wig on you and <laughs> new for Anita. That's what I was just thinking. Oh what my about gosh. West Side Story? That is a dream. Is it? Dream of mine. Um, here in Vail, Carla did the Anita solo for the Up Close. Oh, really? And oh, I, I've done the America Girls. Uh-huh. Um, I did it for the first time in Paris with the company. Oh, fun. Like being thrown on in the middle of the show. It was <gasps> incredible. But I obviously oh, like that's a part that I, once you know the words yeah. and the music, everything kind of works. Yeah. The choreography is like, so obviously fun. that's what you're going to do to this music and these words and these steps. Right. Yeah. Um, so I did that, but I was going over it with Carla and I was like, this is the most fun. Like, yeah, it's so fun. It is so much it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, so that's definitely a dream. I'd be, I'd have so much fun. I'm from Jersey. I think I could bring it. <laughs> We're gonna attract that for you. <laughs> that would be really fun. I would love that. So, um, what was your? Obviously, you went to SAB and mm-hmm. you you fell in love with it. Um, but what was the trajectory like from school into company? Um, I had a funny trajectory. I graduated high school in three years, mm-hmm. and in my in my what was going to be my junior year that became my senior year. Um, Susie Pilar actually was walking into the lobby with me and she was like, what grade are you? And I was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a junior. But I was like, but I only have two more classes to take senior year. So I'll basically have a really easy senior year. And she looked at me and she was like, you should just finish early. She was like, that'll give you so many more options for companies. It'll give yeah. you more options for like other things. She was like, cause Kay doesn't really like to let people in the company until they graduated high school because right. that's, they want to make sure you have an education. Sure. And I was like, that's a great idea. So I graduated in three years. And then in December of my D year, when I was taking classes at Fordham University, I got called into the office on a Thursday after like a point class with Darcy Kistler. And they told me and my friend, they were like, we need two girls on stage tonight for Nutcracker. We were like, okay. They were like, you have rehearsal in 20 minutes, go across the street. So we got our apprenticeships and like, that was it right after that yeah that was like it was kind of I think the best way to do it though because there was no waiting period I feel bad I feel bad for the apprentices when they come in because they have to wait from June to August they find out in June that they're going to be apprentices and they wait till August to like get started actually join the company and I feel like I just get so stressed out and nervous and this way I had to just like dive in and of course there was a steep 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 learning curve I like think I did my whole first show with like my mouth like straight across and my eyes bugged because I had no idea. Like I was like, I just don't want to. So what did you do? Snow and flowers? Just flowers. Just flowers. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And then like the next Tuesday we started snow. Oh my God. But that's, I mean, what? Nine minutes of choreography that you learned? But I mean, 
the, the girls were like whispering the choreography to yeah. me. Okay, that's we good. Doing. I was that's like, ah. and that's fun. I mean, because we used to at SAB perform Nutcracker yeah. in Stamford, Connecticut, so everyone knew it. Yeah, and then you know, it was girls, easy. If you got hired, that happened. I think my third year, they took a three girls yeah. for Nutcracker, but they all knew the steps, so yeah. it was just like, was bam, easy. you're in. No, yeah. like, but ah. to learn that in a day, it was very be, scary. Oh my gosh! But that was it. Was really fun. And then uh, the rest of my apprentice year, we got we got really lucky. Our group, um, they started shifting out or like putting new casts of a lot of the cores of the Balanchine stuff in. So we got to do so much our, our year. We had, I actually was kept out of glass pieces because I had eight ballets. And if I had gotten my ninth, I would have gotten my contract. And they were like, oh, sorry, you're not, you can't do the walking in glass pieces. And I was like, oh. I did it the next season. It was fine. Oh, but so, wait. So then, how did that work? Then you got your contract. Like, if you if you do nine ballets, yeah. Um, or I guess it's it. it's changed now because now the apprentices actually have contracts that they oh, sign. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. it's new. Um, but if you did nine ballets from like Within the winter to the spring, uh-huh. then you automatically get your contract. automatically. But why did court. they want to keep you from not because doing that? Money. Save money. Uh, oh, oh, you mean it automatically happens in that moment? Yeah, in that moment. Oh, I and thought then it you meant the next season no. you would get it. I see. No, yeah, I remember that was a big deal. And it, it used to happen a lot more frequently because mm-hmm. there was no fall season. Yeah. And those weeks were allocated to the winter and spring. Yeah. So winter and spring, if they were like six or seven weeks yeah. long, girls would get those nine ballots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so funny. So it's funny. It was really, it was funny though. My, the, the girl I got in with Alexa Maxwell, we were both at eight and we were like, just one more, just one more ballet. Just, Someone go down. <laughs> I was like, I mean, no, I never wanted to go down. But I was like, I just need to do one more. And then it's funny because then we had to wait actually like a whole calendar year. They took in the group that they'd t- taken in um, August, took them in after Saratoga. And then the, there were two other girls who got in in November. And mm-hmm. then they took us later. So they took in everyone else and down to like the day. We got. T- we didn't even get told that we were in the core. We were just like on a list on our like sign in sheet. We were listed in core instead of apprentice, and we were like, "Really? Okay." That's a, a classic uh, city balance. We've heard <laughs> stories well, like that. Yeah, balance sheet. I guess used to promote people and not tell them, yeah. and they wouldn't realize until they would they would see it in their bank account, and they would come forward. They'd be like, "Hey, my paycheck's different." Didn't Susie and tell us that story? That's amazing. Someone say, told us that story. Oh, uh, that's because you're promoted. Yeah. Yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's terrible. No. Maybe it's a tradition. I think so. On. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was like a great way. And I had a lot of fun. I was just terrifying when everyone else got in. Yeah. And my friend and I were like, we're not getting into the company. We're, we're like, it's going to be fired. Time. I, I was like positive for a couple months there that I wasn't getting hired. Yeah. But shortly thereafter, you started to uh, be selected for more mm-hmm. featured things. Yeah. So what were some of those things? And um, what was that experience like? Was that daunting or exciting? Or The first one I got to do was Agon, the Pas de Trois, which felt extremely right for me, which I feel very lucky about. Um, I actually just got to do the pot of here in Vail, which has been a lifelong dream ever since I... It was amazing. It was like... So it was it's so like, good. It just is one of those things that feels mm-hmm. right. Was that your premiere? Mm-hmm. It? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Me and Calvin. It was both like you, yeah. really yeah. special for both of us. The first show was opening night and it was nice because no one was here. I mean, people came to watch, but it was just Damien and Heather and us and right. like... And she was like, this one's just for you. Like, nobody's going to hear about this. No one's going to see it. And it was really, it was like such a special experience. We talked to Calvin today and he said said it was so fun. It was, and I love, I love dancing with Calvin. Yeah. He's so much fun. I like wish we could dance together in New York more, (laughs) but that doesn't really happen. (laughs) Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But I did the Pot de Agon and that felt 
it was really challenging. It's really hard, but it felt like a great stepping stone. And then shortly thereafter, actually, Damien saw me dance the pas de trois in Agon and ask Albert I- Evans. He was like, who is that girl? He was like, oh, that's Unity. <laughs> he told me the story later. Um, and then I got a couple more small, like, demi-featured stuff. And, and then I came here, and I did Who Cares, and I did Barocco last minute. And I think I learned so much here, and I learned so much through the coaching that we had here and at City Ballet that I kind of just, like, kept coasting but like doing all right enough that they kept offering me more and more (laughs) and then like at at a certain point I gained the strength to actually feel like I could do it and could push and that's what this summer has kind of been all about because they're like you can't you we know you can you just need to be strong enough to do it you're talking about like physical strength yes like physical strength that's something I I wanted to know about if um because you are there you know extension and lines those things obviously are very natural to you Mm. And what's impressive to us, but <clears throat> we didn't, we haven't really watched your trajectory, but you're someone who is also, um, you know, that you've been doing Tarantella and Stars and Stripes, that you can do these virtuoso things. Was that as natural or did you have to really <laughs> kind of pull the, no. your limbs together? For um, definitely not as natural. A challenge I love to accept and try to improve upon. Um, I'm like the so wonky. My joints have so much room. Like there's so much space in there that, tightening it all up and getting it together has taken a lot, but it's gotten much better. I think that honestly, like where I try to do that the most and why I think like ballet class is so important to me is because the bar is like where I've trained myself to like do things faster and to like try to beat myself in any way I can. And like getting things in tighter, like the tightest fifth position, the fastest tendu, anything like that, because that's really the only way that I've done any sort of training in that Mm -hmm. respect, but also just doing it. Like last summer I did stars here and it felt so different than this summer. And I think that's just because I've had a year more of, I did a lot of other ballets in that time and I did push myself to extremes I didn't think I would be able to do and stars especially was one of those that felt really daunting because last year didn't feel comfortable didn't feel like I nailed it and I like had that in my brain for 364 days mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing it last night was like oh I can definitely do this right. and I think that part of that was also me telling myself like you can't do this you weren't built for this and then like eventually just switching over to like it's possible right and that's what heather keeps telling me she's like you have long legs but it's possible like if you can do it you can do it again right so that's that's kind of my theory on that (laughs) yeah the 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 things that uh revisiting a ballet can afford you is Mm -hmm. it's just so important i mean i you wouldn't that you don't you can't really uh explain it because sometimes you'll leave a ballet for like five years and then you come back to it and like for instance i remember allegro the yeah. second time was so much better when we did uh-huh. it allegro brilliant yeah um and easier but mm-hmm. we kind of just threw it out there right you know we didn't rehearse it as much mm-hmm. and yet you the experience you've gained mm-hmm. all in the interim exactly what you yeah. were saying even if it had nothing to do with what you were doing just adds up to yeah. um a different yeah experience. I did Who Cares here for the first time in the summer, and then I got the chance to do it in New York, um, just one show. And since then, I've done it on some gigs. Mm -hmm. And the first gig I did it on since the show, I was like, wow, this variation is hard, but it's not half as hard as I I thought it was. Like, 
six months ago when I did it in New York, I think I like had put so much pressure on myself. And I think also once the first one's over, it's like, it's possible. Once the first one's done, it's all different. Yeah, it's, it's a like, different world. Exactly. It's right. like, it's possible. I can do this. And now I just get to have fun with it right. and try new things and I try to emphasize different moments. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about getting to do things more than once. Yeah. yeah. We will return to Conversations on Dance after this word from our sponsor, Dance for a Corner. If you have been a fan of the pod for a while now, you have likely heard us talk about Zarelli Legwear. Dancewear Corner is pleased to announce that Zarelli tights are now available online and in their store. If you are looking for the perfect tights for the studio and on stage, discover Zarelli. At Zarelli, a team of designers, engineers, physical therapists, and dancers have come together to create high-technology legwear that promises to improve your performance life cycle. There is a style for each cycle of the dancer's career, rehearsals, performance, and recovery. Explore all the styles and get yours now at dancewearcorner.com. And if you are in the Orlando area, stop by their superstore to experience all that the Dancewear Corner has to offer. This episode is also brought to you by Blue Apron. As dancers, our lives can be hectic and busy, and at the end of a full day of dancing, the last thing you want to do is meal plan and cook. But unfortunately, all other options like eating out don't offer you the nutritious and lean meals you want. That's just a few reasons why you should give Blue Apron a try. At Blue Apron, they are trying to change the way we get our food and how these ingredients are sourced. They have partnered with over 150 farms nationwide, allowing them to cut out the middleman and deliver fresh and nutritious meals right to your door. The best part is they only send you exactly what you need of each ingredient, eliminating unwanted food waste. And now we are happy to offer a special $30 off your first order for all of our listeners by visiting conversationsondancepodpod.com slash blue apron. Take advantage of this offer now and next week you will be enjoying spicy beef curry with crispy mug beans, spicy sesame lo mein noodles with broccoli and turnip, and shrimp marinara with spinach. All these meals can be made in 30 minutes or less and the ingredients are shipped right to your door. So see what everyone is talking about and sign up today for $30 off your first order. Visit conversationsondancepod.com slash blue apron to get started today. So in terms of your building of this strength, do you rely solely on ballet class or do you do any cross training? I love cross training. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a workhorse in a way. I don't think I've missed a single ballet class in years. Good like I, I like, I love class. And yeah. then when we got our gym at the company, I started doing some stuff there. I love Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really found my way with gyrotonics mm-hmm. because it's a little more difficult, right? I mean, yeah. it, I think I don't really know. I've taken like two privates, yeah. but the two privates that I've taken, they were like, wow, you're really like naturally gifted for this. I'm like, that's great, but I don't want to be naturally gifted for this. I want to like tighten up my joints. Right, I don't want right, them right. to like loosen up so that's so interesting because we i feel like a lot of dancers in miami city ballet love gyro yeah and i think it's because they have the opposite issues yeah yeah Um, because we were for years i felt like as a company we felt that we were very um you know compact feeling and that that would free space but you're already saying like you got the space i don't need more space (laughs) less space i need to like condensify myself right (laughs) amazing 
Um, so last year at only 21, you were handpicked by Christopher Wheeldon to dance a principal role in his ballet, American Rhapsody. Uh, what was this like for you as a young core member to have a principal role at New York City Ballet made on you? I, when the schedule came out and my name was listed on it, I was like, haha. I'm understudying. And I kept telling my boyfriend, I was like, I'm understudying this. It's going to be fine. He's like, no, your name is first listed. You're going to be dancing. I was like, oh, but it's going to be like a pot of cot. There were five people listed. I was like, no, 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 it's not like anything serious. And then I talked to Tyler Peck because we'd become relatively close. And she was like, oh, no, you're you're the other principal couple. It's like me and Rob, me and Robbie and you and Amar. And I was like, um, what? Um, very daunting. I was very terrified. But Chris was like, so wonderful. Um, it definitely took me a minute to feel comfortable and let myself kind of be me in the room because I had never worked one-on-one -on -one with a choreographer of that caliber and mm -hmm. had the kind of like, oh, I have to perform this in five weeks at the gala, at, like on the stage and the costume. And like, it was kind of really daunting for me, but it was so much fun. And as the process went along, Chris would laugh at me because he'd be like, you the first day I would never imagine that you would come in and like do this. And he's like, now we're going to make it harder. And now we're going to make it harder. And even the next season when he came back, he was like harder again, harder again. Um, but it's, it's really fun. It was like wonderful. Amar was like a dream to get to dance with. He was, took such good care of me and he was like, you're fine. You can do this. It's going to be okay. Cause I was, I mean, I was 21 and terrified. Yeah. Um, that sounds I'm like anxiety hearing. About I'm one it. of the, there, I, I, there are very few people in this world, but there are those who don't get nervous, mm. like are just fine with anything. I get nervous like to do anything. Yeah. Anytime I go on stage, I'm like, I still feel the jitters, but in a way I feel like it's started to like help feed the performance, not yes. take away from it. It's, right. it's like a moment where it switches yeah. over. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is going to be great. It's so exciting. And not like, I'm terrified. This is going to be terrible. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was a dream and it was so exciting. And I, I really love the ballet. I love dancing it. Is it coming back at all? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> um, we did it in D.C. And I did it with Taylor Stanley. And our ballet mistress was like, I don't know if this is coming back. So oh, enjoy. enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know. Fun. It's going to be the last one or not. So uh, what were some of the things you felt led to your promotion? What was that moment like for you? Did it feel like there was a buildup to it? Um, the, yeah, there was a buildup, definitely. Um, I remember the, the winter before the winter I got promoted. So a year prior, I had like eight debuts in one season, like one a week of principal parts that were like I did episodes, I did Who Cares, I did The Horse Nassancia, I did a new ballet, I did like all these things that felt like I they were trying to kill me. Like I actually was like, this is the end. They're just they just want to hurt me. Like they're trying to put me out. Um, and then in the fall, I kept doing more and more things and understudying more and more. And um, the next winter, as much as it was, I was still getting to do more. I started getting taken out of a lot of the core stuff that I had done and the girl I understudied in Stravinsky Violin Concerto, which is a ballet I want to do so badly, especially the core. Like I just wanted to do that. She was injured and I was like, this is going to be my chance to do this. I'm so excited. She'd been injured for months before that. Um, and then when the rehearsal schedule came out for it, I wasn't called to it. And I like walked into Rosemary's office and I was like, Rosemary, I would really love to do Stravinsky Violin Concerto. Like it's a ballet that I've really wanted to do for a long time. She was like, it's okay. Bigger things coming. And I was like, but I still really <laughs> love to do it. Um, and I was like, I know it in case anything happens. Like I 
I know it. You can throw me in. Mm-hmm. But when, when she said that and I told my boyfriend that, he was like, that means like something's coming soon. So he just like, he was like, so just don't, don't be upset that she's not going to let you do it. Like you're going to be fine. This doesn't mean anything about you as a dancer. Right. Um, but even the day that I got the email from Debbie saying I had a meeting, I was still like, no, like I didn't feel as I felt like I was ready I felt like I was already dancing enough but I also didn't really want to be taken out of the core I love dancing every night I love the camaraderie and like being in the studio all day as much as you'll get a blister it's like there's nothing better than that for me so (laughs) I was like totally fine staying in the core and actually like two days before I got promoted I was giving a backstage tour to a group of people at the New York City Ballet and they asked me, they were like, oh, you're doing a principal part in tonight's show. That's so exciting. Are you, are you a solo? So I was like, no. And someone was like, oh, do you think you'll, do you think you want to be a soloist? And I was like, of course, everyone wants to like go through the ranks. I was like, but right. I, I'm really enjoying my time right now in the core and I'm, I'm really happy where I am. And someone was, who was on the tour works in the company, um, in the marketing side. And they sent me an email after we got from him. He was like, that didn't last long, did it? And I was like, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> but it was really exciting. It's like that day in that moment can't really be relived because it's you feel like you're allowed to kind of be yourself from that point forward and I've at least it was very liberating for me because I've got a lot of crazy to me at times (laughs) (laughs) like I dance like I don't even know who so I was like okay I can they like they understand that I can really dance the way I want to now and I feel like they've put a certain amount of trust in me through that. So this has been a very quick rise for you already, um, and you've garnered much attention from it. So what challenges does this present for you, and maybe especially within the company? I mean, it's it's hard, um, but I'm also, I feel like I work really hard, and I've it ta- it's taken me a while to like understand that. And a lot of people who I see who don't take class every day, who show up late to rehearsals, who don't remember their steps, and like, I'm not saying that, I deserve it more than anyone else because I know that the company is filled like chock full of talent. Um, but I feel somewhat validated in the fact that when I got promoted, so many people were like, we knew this was coming for a long time and we're happy because you work really hard. So we feel like you deserve it. Um, so I, I feel like that in the company, it's been it's been fine. I think there, of course, there are people who I, I even thought of and I was like, oh, I'm sad this person didn't get promoted. And then a part of you feels bad because you did. And I, I'm, I was 20, I was 20, I just turned 22 when, we got, when I got promoted. So I was like, I feel like it's really nice because my body's going to feel great in 10 years. Um, but I also felt bad for the people who I thought also deserved it. Um, but I mean, I don't really... I don't make the rules. I don't make the choices. Like, look, you were happy. I mean, I would be the worst company director because I'd be like, (laughs) you're all perfect. (laughs) You should all be promoted. Um, But it's, I think it's challenging. The most challenging part of being a soloist is not dancing every night for me um, and keeping myself busy. I'm the kind of person that if I have something that I'm working on, whether it be in Vail that I can rehearse myself for after hours in the studio that I don't even need someone there, just that I can feel like I'm working. I'm great. And as soon as I feel like I don't have anything happening, I'm like, I need to like do something. And that's when I start cross-training more or doing something like that because I need to feel some sort of progression. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. 
Um, so in a dance magazine article about your promotion to soloist, uh, this past February, you talked about an epiphany that you had. You mentioned mm-hmm. that during the summer of 2015, while dancing here in Vail, you were encouraged to not compare yourself to anyone else or even compete with yourself. You were encouraged to spread your wings. Um, can you tell us how this came about and how you came to realize this and what the, and what role this festival played in that? This festival was huge for that. Um, I remember I was in the Vail Mountain School in the gym, dancing with a basketball hoop behind me and I was doing who cares and I ran on to do the jumping girl solo and I hadn't even taken a step and Heather Watts claps her hands twice and she's like okay where did you see that and I was like oh in the video I watched and she was like okay forget that (laughs) do it again and do it how you want to do it and I was like kind of had a moment where I was like what am I gonna do I had no idea what to do I had no idea what she was asking me to do And I just like stood there and she was like, okay, go ahead. And in that moment, I was like, okay, I don't really know. But I just kind of went out there and listened to the music and did what I thought I would do in that case. And she let me kind of finish the variation that way. And she was like, okay, great. The first two steps were wonderful. Now we have to go do the same thing with the rest of the variation. Um, And it was was such a wonderful experience because I'd never had someone – Um, give the steps me, but then also like take them away and be like, no, but what do you want to do? And the thing that she kept emphasizing is that Mr. B would always change things and would always alter little things. I mean, as long as you got what the gist was of the jumping girl variation, she's like, it doesn't really matter if you have a hand on your hip here or if it's out. So what do you want to do? And that gave me a lot of liberty. And it kind of made me feel like I had some sort of voice in how I could dance and that I didn't need to fit a box. And that was, that was the epiphany that I could like kind of break out of it and that I didn't need to be this perfect little ballerina and that I could have a little like flair to me at moments, but also like a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got to do Barocco, I was like, that was when I was like, I'm done. This is the most wonderful place on earth, even though I couldn't (laughs) breathe. It was great. Yeah. I think that's really an interesting thing that we think about a lot as dancers and maybe audience members don't think so much about is on these ballets that are so established and have been around for years, there have been so many dancers before us to dance them. And we have all these videos to watch. Mm -hmm. And it's almost hard to take that picture out of your mind of other people. And it's it almost just naturally happens that you emulate what you see. I I definitely struggle from that still. Um, I this summer I did stars and Margaret was here. And I was using her video in a rehearsal with her. It was just the two of us. And she was like, oh, let's see what I did here. And she was like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. And so (laughs) that's like something that I watched that video to learn it. And I had been doing that. And she was like, oh, no, no, you have to do something else that doesn't work for you. And that's what I think sometimes gets lost. Yeah. When you have repeteurs or ballet masters teaching the steps, they want it to be the same. They want it to they want to not be wrong. Yeah. Um, And they forget that you kind of sometimes have a little bit of liberty and freedom in what you get to do. Right. And I think that's important. Yeah. 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 I think you're so right. Balance can change things for so many different dancers, you know, that <clears throat> for instance, a part like diamonds is of course associated mm-hmm. with Suzanne Farrell, yeah. but Allegra Kent and Kay Mazo who are so different yeah. from Suzanne danced it immediately after her. Yeah. So obviously he didn't see his works as, uh, as specifically this yeah. type or that type. So we right. shouldn't either. Yeah. That's what I loved about this year being here is I got here like on Thursday and maybe the Tuesday before that, Damien called me and he was like, you're doing Tarantella. And I was like, are you sure about that? I'm a little (laughs) tall. 
I'm a little gangly. And he was like, no, it's great. He was like, Heather did Tarantella. You can do Tarantella. And I was like, okay, fair. I'll take you on that. I'll, <laughs> I'll try it out. Um, and it ended up being so much fun. And I think that they wanted me to do it because I probably won't ever do it at City Ballet just because that's not, they have smaller girls doing it and it's definitely suited for them. But I think that um, what Heather always says Balanchine would do is if a dancer needed to turn more, or if he wanted her to get better at turns or better at jumping, he'd throw her into something that she needed to turn, or mm. she needed to jump. And I think that that's been, that's gotten a little lost because they have people who can turn. They're like, oh, you do this. That's You're going to be great in this. And I'm like, I should. I like to move fast, but I don't know if I can do all of Tarantella, but they would never think of me for Tarantella because I'm long and I have like extension and legs and sometimes it's hard, hard to control that. So it was really fun to get to do it here. It's kind of fun to watch um, that. It's, it's, it seems like Damien and Heather are giving you the opportunity to really be yourself. Things that are just like, you know, if you think unity and you think of like a leotard ballet, Agon. you know, that you're, on that's yeah. very, <laughs> very you. I mean, I, that feels like me. Right. But then simultaneously pushing you yeah. with these things that are maybe a little outside of the yeah. norm for you. And that's, so is that part of what appeals yeah. to you about the festival? I love, I love pushing myself. I love trying to do things that I wouldn't think of myself for. When they told me I was doing Agon, I was like, great that one i know is going to be fine yeah let's not work on that so much let's work on stars let's work on tarantella let's work on these other things that i need to do Mm -hmm. um and like there i'm doing swan lake tomorrow and i'm like that is something that i wanted to do my whole life i mean clearly who doesn't want to do swan lake right but it's like that feels comfortable and feels like something that feels right um but getting to do the things that are a little harder and like you have to kind of work on and then improve because of it is what really is fun about this festival. So you've talked a little bit about working with Heather Watts and we've been, um, she has been posting a lot on social media (laughs) working with you, which has been really enjoyable for us to watch, especially leading up to us getting here. So other than this confidence that she's given you, what other things in specific, what other specific things do you feel like she's told you that have really changed your dancing is something you take home with you when you're in New York? Well, one of the best things about Heather Watts is that she lives in New York. <laughs> so you see her all the time. So I actually I do I do call her up a lot, even oh, if it's just a great. phone call, and I'm like, I need help with this because what Heather is so good at is not specifically the technique. While she does know, she's like, you need to turn out this leg if you want to do that step, mm-hmm. and she's always right about that. Um, she is so good at kind of the underlying meaning behind everything, mm-hmm. and like Agon, she was like this step so many people now just like stick their leg in the air and she was like it's actually just supposed to be you're like measuring him and going around his head she was like so that's what it was when it premiered tell your grandkids but now you can just stick your leg up just know that that's what it was and that's the impetus to the step um but i think i think more than anything she's like really instilled in me this kind of freedom and this fact that what i do is going to be what i do and people are going to like it and people aren't going to like it. And as long as I like it and as long as I can get behind it and I feel proud about it, then that's, that's all that matters. And she's given me a lot of freedom in that being told that is very freeing for me. Yeah, I'm sure that is. So uh, are there specific ballets that you have gotten the chance to dance in Vail? I mean, we, we already mentioned some of them, Tarantella, but um, are there things that aren't even in New York city ballets wrap that, that you've had the opportunity <laughs> um, to work on? I've done some new ballets. But they're wonderful because 
they haven't made me do anything classical yet, which I know uh, I is coming. I feel like it's around the corner. It's definitely coming in. Swan I'm Lake might just be the the Well, no, I'm doing, I'm doing the Balanchine Swan Lake. Right. So but that doesn't like count. That's like an easy human, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. No, they haven't made me do Giselle or Don Q or anything like that, but they've kept it pretty Balanchine. I like I like doing the new ballets. It's a little more modern. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for now, they're like, you're still young. We're going to let you do what you know for a little longer. And then they're going to be like, okay. Here we go, Giselle, or like right. something hard. Um, no, but it's they they really do push me. I think there's also so much in the Balanchine rep and Robin's rep that can be even more classical stuff we don't see anymore. So they've done a really good job of like reviving some of that stuff and having me learn it. Yeah, which is just challenging in it of itself. So that's going to keep keep you coming back year after oh, year. Oh yeah. What new thing will you get to dance that's different? What new thing? I mean, honestly, last night Heather was talking to me and she was like, "So next next year when you do Agon," and I was like, "Great, <laughs> happy to be doing Agon next yeah. year again because that feels nice." Yeah. Um, but I think that they every year. Last year I did Diamonds here. I I get to like kind of expand my wings and like do whatever they kind of think of. I did Serenade. I like anytime they call me and they're like, so what do you feel about this? I'm always like, yep, sounds good. Let's do it. No matter really what it is. I'm like, as long as I get to work on it and find my way in it, I'm a happy camper. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for talking to us today. We really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you dance again on tomorrow night and Tuesday. And Tuesday. Yay. We'll be there. We'll cheer for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Unity. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Conversations on Dance. Follow us now on social media at at Conversations on Dance and subscribe now on iTunes so that you will automatically be notified when a new episode goes live. Thanks for joining us this week on Conversations on Dance. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.